0: Welcome to the second episode of the third season of Breadcrumbs, our youth ministry podcast at Bread of Life Church. I'm Jason Lowe, the youth minister. Our theme this season is, Where God has taken me, my spiritual journey. The fact is that life is a journey with peaks and valleys, and our spiritual lives, our relationship with Jesus Christ, is no exception. But it's often by virtue of the journey itself that we grow and draw nearer to our God and Savior. In this season, we'll be taking a biographic look at different Jesus followers. As we learn about who they are and what they've experienced, we will catch a glimpse of the Good Shepherd leading them along the path of faith. It is my hope that God's presence in their stories will give you a clearer vision of God's presence in yours. In this second episode, we catch up with someone who was a part of high school fellowship when I was beginning my time as the youth minister. Vicki Moe is a graduate of West High who migrated to New York to pursue her love of fashion at Parsons School of Design in the Garment District of Midtown Manhattan. As you'll hear, God blessed Vicki with a job at Kate Spade in 2018 designing handbags. Unfortunately, the COVID-19 pandemic has Vicki presently hunting for a new job and looking toward a new season of her life and her walk with God. I hope you're as encouraged as I am by her journey. Uh, Well, Vicki, thank you so much for joining uh, Breadcrumbs this month to share with us about your life and about your journey with the Lord.
1: Thanks for having me. Uh,
0: So I know that you are a graduate of West High School and uh, that your journey into fashion and and the the career that you've chosen uh, really began at that time. Can you just share with us a little bit about Uh, where your interest in fashion began and how you've gotten to the point where you presently are.
1: Okay. So, well, I always drew and like enjoyed like painting, drawing, growing up. It was like, I don't know, just being very uh, attracted to creating things, I guess, like Mm -hmm. creativity. And it was kind of also like an escape from reality to be able to like create your own world. Mm. And That and that really just stuck with me throughout, like childhood, all the way into like my adolescence. And so, my parents, actually, ironically, my mom suggested that I consider maybe becoming a designer. She later regretted it, (laughs) but like most like Asian tiger parents, they were like, "What? Like, I guess they didn't think I would take it seriously." But still, like, I really, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna totally do this." So, I you know, researched what kind of design schools are out there or what, what I have to do to become a designer. And um, I looked to New York because I knew that and like the best school, the best design school at the time was there. It's, it was Parsons. So, you know, I worked really hard on my portfolio throughout my like high school career. I really mostly focused on that versus like academics because mm-hmm. I knew like, I, re- I really want to pursue this um, to be like able to make a living off of this would be great. So, I went to Parsons, and it was definitely a challenge. Like I'm sure, like a lot of people who go to college, kind of like your first time on your own. You're really kind of discovering yourself. You know, you're and I really took myself out of my comfort zone because I moved across the country, and you know, it was a lot of growing and um, you know, learning about new things and having my eyes wide like really open to different different people and different perspectives and especially, and then like growing as an artist and a designer. Uh, So Parsons was really tough. Like it was also very competitive. I I think I, one of those rude awakenings was how competitive design was and art was because, you know it's a very small niche industry. Mm -hmm. So, and there's a lot of people that want to be part of it because, you know, it's fun and um, it's, uh, I don't know. There's, I think a prestige to it in a sense. Um, but there's not that many jobs. So because of that, I had trouble finding a job after graduation. Um, even though I interned all four years, like I, I felt like I really worked hard and did what I was supposed to do, but you know, there's also like 100 more students that did the same and you know, we were all struggling, but I was just, I was questioning myself and being like, oh my gosh, like, did I make the wrong decision? Mm-hmm. Maybe I should have just listened to my parents and done something practical. Well, so
0: so during this time, as you're post graduation looking for a job, how did the conversations with your parents go?
1: They were so. I was very very nervous because you know they they were already kind of has they believed in me, which I was very grateful for. But of course, you know we were we thought about they had concerns about my life and my career after graduation and you know actually being able to do this for a living. Um, I was kind of shocked by the grace they had for me. Um, but I mean, that's such a testament to how they grew in faith for my own pride. I was like, oh, my gosh, why well, don't have a job yet. Like all my friends have jobs, you know, really questioning my like my talent. And, you know, if oh, my gosh, like it was this really God's will for me to go into this industry. And I think my parents already knew I was putting so much pressure on myself. So they were able to extend that kind of grace to me. But at the same time, you know, I was really sensitive and around them like anytime they would like ask me how I was doing or like you know job prospects I would get like I'm doing my best you know like <laughs> <laughs> like i um, thinking that it was like criticism or something but they were just concerned um,
0: yeah well during this time you, you mentioned God's will you know wondering if this is really God's will for you how did your relationship with the Lord uh, kind of ebb and flow you know through that season of education and then especially like postgrad looking for work
1: well I was I will say like community played a big part of it so you know I would I was very doubtful I was even very doubtful throughout school because because it was so pressure there was so much pressure and it was so competitive and I felt like I wasn't doing well just really trying to discern like is this for me like shouldn't I always thought like oh if it's God's will I think it was like somehow, maybe subconsciously taught to me that if it's God's will things will go very smoothly mm. like you'll everything will be smoothly it will go smoothly um but I think like having community um especially like the church that I was involved in having you know people who are older and wiser kind of tell you like remind you of truths I remember one um one lady that went to church like hey like you know, the Israelites wandered in the desert for 40 years, you know, <laughs> 40 years. So, you know, God, like it, th- it doesn't always look peachy.
0: Yeah. Um, Did she mean to encourage you when she said that they wandered for 40 years? Yeah.
1: She meant to encourage me. just to like put into context, like, <laughs> hey, like, you know, um, everyone's struggling and he's, he's trying to teach you something. So I feel like it was great during that time that people at church and like, you know, you had the space to be really vulnerable with them because you don't want to show your vulnerability to people that at school, obviously, who everyone's competitive and, you know, um, so to have uh, like pastors and, you know, my community group, you know, to have that lack of judgment, because also in general, New York's a very like ambitious city and people kind of put their identity in what they do uh having the lord like speak to me in that way was kind of letting me hold on to like okay like what are you like not just like look for a job but like what are you trying to teach me right now as i'm like wandering in my desert stage right
0: what did you what, what did you come away with
1: so i it was just like waiting on the lord like i i think like also in new york it just well even in general now in the world it's like instant gratification right if you want something like you want it fast or like you expect that it will happen a lot sooner than it or you just expect things to happen a lot faster right so all my friends have had at this point are like they are set and they have their jobs and and i was just questioning i was like i don't get it because when i was in school too i was the one that still participated a lot in bible study like i wouldn't be like a lot of the times like our Bible study group, I felt like I was the most faithful, because, like, I would lead group, and I would make it a point to go to um, the Bible study, like, club we had, and all my friends were, like, in the studios, because, you know, they felt like they wanted to dedicate that time to their projects, and so I was, like, I don't get it, God, like, I did, like, I was the most faithful during school, like, I went to church more than they did, like, why, like, I don't understand why I'm not kind of like reaping the benefits of like faithfulness. Like I, I should be getting a job. Like, why aren't you blessing me with this? Um, but I think it was just really him forcing me to dig down like deep roots. And he really showed me, like, you're you're not defined by your career. Like, your friends still love you. Your church, like, the community you have at church still has a lot of respect for you. They're encouraging you. So if I got a job right away, I think I would still be defining myself by what I do and how well I do it. Like, I'd still be thinking, like, my friends aren't really my friends. They they are still, like, friends with me because I add, I don't know, some credibility to their social circle. But yeah, like, after eight months, he he blessed me with, like, Kate Spade. And... I was so amazed because I remember in high school, someone asked me like, oh, so what, what companies might you want to work for? And I always said like, oh my gosh, my dream company would be to work for Kate Spade. Like (laughs) I would love to work for Kate Spade. And I was like, but you know, it might not happen. Like it might happen like a few years down the line. Like when I have more experience, I never expected to get it to, for that to be my first job. Mm. And that's when I was like, wow, you're, you are so good. Like you gave me like this job after I kind of, Came to the realization that like okay I just have to wait on you and trust you like you know you already proved to me like my identity isn't in what I do it's you know people still have respect for me people still love me that was a blessing
0: yeah yeah well so really briefly can, can you uh, share with us how do you go from I don't know wherever you start to having a bag on a shelf like and where did you where did your work or what part did you play in that process
1: um, sure. So, but more or less, so your creative director, she would have a vision of what the season would look like, like a story. So a narrative that we would be um, creating from. Um, so for example, like our summer collection for 2019, it was like, how do you bring the beach to New York? Like, you know, like this kind of whimsical uh, moment, right? Like that's as a, as a designer, that's kind of what you um, cater the products to like this moment right, um, and kind of give the design teams on every level what her vision is. Like, I want stripes, but like umbrella stripes. And this is the, and then she'll work with print and color and print and color would already have a palette for you about like, these are the colors of our season. And so we would get be given like design details and directions. And then we as a team will do our own market research. So um, there's like the trickle down. So like, you know, Europe would create their collections and then we would, because we're also mid-tier, we would look to Europe and be like, oh, like this shape is trend- like a tote bag, a specific shape of a tote bag is trending. You know, we would create our version of this tote bag. Hopefully that will become come out that season. So after we get all this information, we do our own market research, like, oh, Gucci did this and Prada did this and Chanel did this. Like, let's try and do this too. And then at this point, um, the creative director will come in, the VP will come in. And the merchandising merchandising will come in and they will look at what the design team is kind of pitching and they'll be like, Oh yeah, I like this, I like this, let's not do that. Like, so after they've established the first round of protos, I would help that's when the assistant designers would kind of come in and like we would go into Illustrator and we would make these things called tech packs, which is basically a blueprint of the bags that we send to our factories and our manufacturers. So I my my day to day could be from anywhere from like creating a whole new bag or or, like taking a bag that already exists and putting like jewels on it or like some sort of embellishment like taking a print and like you know laying out the print on the bag and the pattern of the bag and then you know we wait two weeks and then the samples will come so like the actual bag will come and then we'll make edits from there and that will be second proto so on so on until you know, we have deadline of like, we need to get this manufactured so that it will come out in
0: 2019. I mean, that, that, that's a lot more involved than I, I imagined. <laughs> it would take to get a, a purse on a shelf for a consumer like me to consider for purchase. It, it's demanding. Yeah. It's demanding. Um. You know, or, or during the years that you were working for Kate Spade, What's the environment like for you as a Christian?
1: Um, I think I went from like really trusting in the Lord and realizing that he needs to be a priority to, I think my, like my career did again become kind of like an idol because I was, like you said, it, it was very demanding and it was so involved. I was grateful for it, but at the same time I was so tired and busy. And, you know, I was spending most of my days with, people in fashion so it was hard to because I never even had time to like spend time with him besides like maybe um church on Sundays like I was just so tired um, that I and I was so occupied with like doing well in the job that I kind of lost sight of him again I mean it's not like I forgot about God like I, I would still pray sometimes you know, because I'm so tired, like, God, give me strength. Um, Or like, you know, whenever I did something, like, I was so nervous, I thought they were, I really couldn't believe I got the job, like, the first year, I think, like, every mistake I made, I was like shoot, like, they're gonna fire me. (laughs) But, and in times like that, like, I did become desperate for God, and he kind of gave me the small amount of peace that he did. But I definitely, he was definitely on the back burner. And so, you know, I, I also sometimes did struggle with, like purposefulness at the job because you know as much as I love creating and seeing like it's a priceless feeling to see your back like the bag you you helped work on in real life I remember the first time I saw a girl on the subway carrying the bag I worked on I was like mm. that's a surreal priceless feeling but you're still really inspiring consumerism you know and like mm. the way that I keep my job and the way that company runs is if you keep on telling people to buy more and every season you need something else and it's so funny even one of the senior designers I worked with she was like do you guys ever stop and I don't know at night I feel like everyone gets really philosophical because we're just hilarious (laughs) from working so much do you guys ever think like all we're doing like is just creating waste sometimes like no one needs this many handbags and yeah I was like yeah and some people I was like, yeah, I think about that a lot too. Like, you know, you're, you're pushing so much, um, so many images that aren't, or like ideas out there that aren't the most godly either. And like, I'm just slaving away for this. Um, So that, that was, I mean, that still is um, something that I struggle with being in fashion, like, you know, your priorities of, to do well in this industry, um, it kind of challenges your values in a way. And, you know, having to kind of reconcile your purpose and your role in the industry and in this company and how you, you're serving God, it, it's definitely like a, a balance, it's a balancing act.
0: Yeah. Wow. I think one of the things that occurs to me as you're you're sharing these thoughts is that your childhood love of design and art and creativity started with something that was, relatively speaking, like so pure. And as you pursued something that you loved, it brought you into this world that uh, had all of these aspects to it that challenged your faith or that were dissonant for For you, in terms of what you believe and and your values, and uh, trying to figure out how to still be faithful in the midst of that is is such a challenge. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, It's still a balancing act for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As we kind of finish up here, uh, I I know that uh, for you, you're still in the middle of the journey and you're kind of in this like limbo stage. Uh, where you're looking for a new opportunity, you know, as you think about all that you've learned to this point, uh, starting out as, you know, a student in West Torrance, uh, all the way to where you are now as a professional, looking for uh, another opportunity, maybe in New York, you know, what would you say to students who have different loves and passions that maybe they might want to turn into a career at some point
1: oh I don't know if I'm in a position to give advice or, um I would say trust I think this sounds so I'm trying not to be such a cliche but I think trusting in the Lord will always be will always help you like I I I've always struggled with discerning whether or not I should have pursued this passion as a career. Like maybe I should have done something stable, but because it's been kind of unpredictable and not stable, it's definitely shown me how much I need to trust the Lord. And it's shown me how much he's able to provide for me, like beyond my, beyond what I even imagined for myself. Right. So like, like, you know, with Kate Spade, like, I was eight months unemployed, all my friends had great, um, a great start to their career in all these different companies. And I never would have imagined, like, I would have gotten Kate Spade, I would have just been like, oh, God, Lord, like, give me something, like, just give me something so I could, you know, feel feel better about um, choosing this career. And, you know, he gave me something that I couldn't even have imagined, like, it was so good, you know, so, I, I think like when you're comfortable and you're sta- there's nothing wrong with being comfortable and stable, right? God wants that for us too. But I will say like the, whatever risks you're, or, I don't know if there's like a risk in, in pursuing what you want to do for a living or um, if that was the case, like I would say like, it's still, it still brings about so many blessings, like just realizing how, much God does care about you and provide for you and because you're kind of aware of what's missing in your life at the time like you're so uncomfortable right you you just yearn to be at a state of comfort once he does provide that comfort you're just so much more grateful for it and you realize it's from him like it's his grace in your life Um, and yeah I would encourage to everyone to pursue their creative passions because like you said it's it's a way to connect with him right like I, I mean, the feeling I get of like, when I see something that goes from paper to real life and then another person is you, like it's a living product in another person's life. I'm so happy because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I created that. And I, I think that's another way to relate to the Lord, you know, like wh- whether it's like music or or um, whether, if it's not design, uh, if it's not like fashion, like if it's music or if it's, you know, painting or if it's writing or like movie or, like film, I think everyone can relate to when you create something and like you, you see it and you're so proud of it and to see other people enjoy it. Like that's a surreal feeling. And I think it's such a great way to relate to God. Like that's how he feels about us when he created us, right. To like, you know, um, knit us in our our mother's womb and like have us like become this amazing thing and like being so proud of it. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's great. That's really, really great. Um, Well, Vicky, uh, I really appreciate uh, the, the time uh, and, and the thoughts that you had to share with our students. And uh, we will be thinking of you and anticipating what God has next for you. Hopefully, you know, through the process, your your love and dependence on him will grow. And as you watch his provision in your life, uh, you'll have uh, all that more reason to be thankful and to, to trust him through thick and thin. Thanks. It's time now for three thoughts, three reflections on the conversation. First, when God's timing is not our timing, maybe it's for a reason. Vicki's eight-month wait for her job at Kate Spade were difficult months for her. She didn't want to wait, but the Lord knew that those eight months would result in a spiritual growth spurt in her. She learned to have patience patience and to trust in the Lord's provision, lessons that are serving her now as her future is unclear and uncertain. Second, Christian community is vital. The demands of Vicky's career could have easily pulled her away from the Lord and from Christian community. But it shouldn't be lost on us how she attributed the role of Christian community and how it helped her through the pressurized, consuming nature of the fashion world. This is part of God's design for the transformation, the sanctification of his children, that the community of believers would keep us on track throughout our lives, and especially in the seasons when we feel pressed on every side, and even when we feel crushed by life. And third, look for God in every corner of your life. You could quickly sense how proud Vicki was to see her finished work in the hands of a customer on the subway. But what really encouraged me was the joy she found in connecting her creativity to the creativity of the creator. The way she sees God's image in herself as she does what she loves. Despite working in a brazenly secular environment, Vicky looks for the sacredness of God's presence and allows her work to strengthen her faith. Her example reminds us that we can all look for the sacredness of God's presence in every corner of our lives and find our faith strengthened through unexpected places. I'd like to thank Vicki for her honest reflection about God's leading in her life. It was a joy for me to hear her story, someone who, not too long ago, was just an average member of high school fellowship. Thanks for joining us. See you next month.